Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi. I'll admit, Molly's right-hand gal and co-host of the show. Welcome to another week of Mystery Recipe. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. We are on week five of our second season. It's really flying by, isn't it? Ah, is it ever? Including this week, there are four ingredients left in our second season's mystery recipe. Are you guessing along with us at home? Today is going to be a packed episode. First up is a round of Guess the Ingredient. Then, after we find out our theme for this week, it's time for The Scoop, where our junior field reporter champ will be interviewing a very optimistic gal. And finally, we'll hear from young chefs like you about what they've got cooking up at home and what's cooking. Hey, Mitzi, since this season is going by so quickly, do you want to just pause here for a moment and take it all in? Uh, just like... Sit here quietly? Yeah, let's just take a moment here and appreciate all the things we love about making the show before the season is over. Uh, okay. I, uh, sorry. Do do you mind if I hit that fast-forward button there, Molly? Well, we shouldn't just fast-forward if we're taking it all in. But I guess we can cut to the theme? I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Mustaches are back. Mystery recipe. Uh, maybe I can say what I love most about making the show. I'm just not much of the quiet, reflective type, you know? My brain's kind of loud, and uh, so sitting here quietly is kind of tough for me. That's completely fair, Missy. I like to sit quietly from time to time because it helps me recharge and feel refreshed. But that's not true for everyone. I'd love to hear what you love most about making the show. Well, I just love the fact that we get to connect with our listeners. I love that we all get to be a part of the same community. A community that loves cooking and learning about food. I couldn't have said it better myself, Missy. Really? Really. Yeah, you're the best, Molly. I'm also grateful for Oliver the kitty. I'm going to go find him and let him know and just give him a little salami. Salami? Yeah, Molly. Didn't you know? Cats can have little salami. I'll be back, though. You feel free to get started on Guess the Ingredient. All right, well, you heard Mitzi. Let's play Guess the Ingredient. I'll play some sounds, and you at home try and guess what ingredients will be our theme for this week. Are you ready to play? Here we go. Any guesses what ingredient these sounds all have in common? I'll let you think it over while I call up our official ingredient guesser, Zoe. 
Zoe is 12 years old, lives in Warren, Rhode Island, and has been our official ingredient guesser since the beginning of Mystery Recipe. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Molly. How's it going? Um, I'm doing amazing. How about you? I'm great. Thank you so much. All right. So what we're going to do here, Zoe, is we're going to listen to three sounds. Each one is a clue for this week's mystery ingredient. And we're going to play them one at a time and talk about each one after you listen. Are you ready to go? Yep. All right. Let's do sound number one. So what did that sound like? Okay, that one was odd. It was like, I don't know, like washing pans, except if you were washing them in a washing machine. (laughs) Not a dishwasher, but like a washing machine, like having it go around and around, get tumbled. So, Zoe, what you're hearing was kind of like a metallic sound. Is that where the washing machine comes in? Yeah, like a metallic clanging. Metallic clanging. Awesome. All right. Let's listen to the next sound. So that one sounded like something getting poured into something else. Like maybe a cup. What kind of substance was being poured? Did it sound like it was something heavy or something light? A liquid. Let's do one more sound and see if you're right. Okay, so that... That the mooing finalized it. Yep. Before you make a guess, though, let me give you some hints. First, this is a liquid that comes from mammals. Humans have been drinking it for about 7,500 years. Some people might be intolerant to certain parts of this ingredient, but there are lots of alternatives. I think it's milk weak. Like the clanging was a cowbell, and then that was like milk getting poured into a jug. You are totally right. It is Milk Week. The first sound was actually a cow being milked, not a cowbell, but the metallic sound is right on. That was milk being squeezed into a metal pail. The second sound was a cup of milk being poured. And the third, easy, cows. Welcome to Milk Week. All this week, we'll be learning the dairy details of this culinary delight. Milk is a very common drink some people have with dinner or school lunches, but it's also an ingredient in baking and cooking. Zoe, thank you so much for playing Guess the Ingredient with us. We'll hear from you again next week. Thanks, Molly. Bye. Molly, here, I made you this mustache. You made me a mustache? Yep, it's right here. Oh, thank you. It's lovely. What's it for though, Mitzi? Well, uh, doesn't milk make you grow a mustache? I I wouldn't quite know. As of admits, we don't have any hair, but I heard that somewhere. No, Mitzi, milk doesn't make you grow a mustache. You must be thinking of a milk mustache? When you drink milk sometimes, you get some on your upper lip and it looks like you've got a mustache made from milk. Huh. Yeah, that does make more sense. I figured Oliver's got a mustache, and he drinks a ton of milk, but that's just his fur, I guess. But regardless, this is a very well-made mustache. Yes, why, thank you, Monsieur Mollet. It makes you look quite distinguished. Yes, you as well, Monsieur Mitzi. Oh, I do say. Shall we pass it off to Chomp for the scoop? 
Yes, quite, quite. Right here. Now, chop, chop. No more. Dilly, dilly, come out. Today, our junior field reporter is here with a glass of milk. Can you hear me, champ? Loud and clear, Molly. We are back in the test kitchen today, speaking with a lovely glass of milk. Say hello. Hi. Hello, hello. Oh, I like your mustaches. Ah, thank you. She seems nice. She does indeed. We'll be right back with more of The Scoop after this word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you. Hey, grown-ups. If there's one thing every kid loves, it's snacks. And with Kroger's Grocery Pickup Service, it's easy to keep your pantry stocked with the snacks your kids love. Like Kroger's original chipmate cookies. My daughter Olive is a big fan. So these are the original mini chipmates from Kroger. What does it taste like? <laughs> does it have... Uh, With Kroger's Pickup Service, you can just shop online for groceries and pick them up at a store near you. To learn more, visit Kroger.com. Happy snacking! Mmm. Should we do cheers? Cheers! Here. Cheers, Daddy. Cheers. Hello, Mystery Recipe grown-ups. We want to tell you about the complete DIY cookbook for young chefs. Designed for kids ages 8 to 13, this cookbook is filled with recipes to make your favorite store-bought items from scratch at home. Since it's called the DIY Cookbook, our producer Chad tried to DIY our no-churn ice cream recipe. Okay, so I've gathered my ingredients here, which is really just various forms of dairy. I have my blender here. All right, so my heavy cream is whipped. And now I'm adding the rest of my various dairy products. I'm going to blend this one more time. And it's really just that easy. It looks beautiful. So I may not be a kid, but I do have the cooking skills of one. And I can say this was so easy. It came out absolutely delicious. And it's true that things do taste better when you do them yourselves. You can find the complete DIY cookbook for young chefs on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. And we're back. Champ, how are you doing over there? Um, uh, not so great, Molly. It's fine. Champ, please, don't worry. What's going on? Ooh, I may have, um, spilled our guest. I'm so sorry, Jessica. L- let's just start over. I'm gonna sort of just leave you as is here. Um, Jessica, hi. Can I ask you to introduce yourself? Of course. Yes, hi, I'm Jessica. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a glass of milk. Well, I guess now half a glass of milk. A glass of spilt milk. Yep, I feel just terrible. Hey, don't worry. You really, really shouldn't feel bad. I mean, you know what they always say. Don't cry over spilled milk. Exactly. 
Even when that spilled milk is a guest on your podcast and you knock them over moments before recording an interview. And why is that, do you think? I think it's a couple of things. I think the biggest for me is not to be upset about something that is outside of your control. Huh, that's a tough one. I mean, right now, I feel terrible because I bumped into you and knocked you over. That was totally my fault. But it wasn't something you did on purpose. You weren't knocking me over out of jealousy or anger or a deep-seated fear of dairy, were you? No, absolutely not. It was an accident. Right. And accidents happen to everyone. They are called accidents because they are outside of your control. See, sometimes things happen in life that aren't ideal. I might get knocked over and half of me might pour out onto the floor, but there was nothing I could have done about that. It was something that was entirely outside my control. But it was still bad. That's true, and I took a moment during the commercial break to be upset. Doesn't feel good to get spilled. (laughs) Really, though, doesn't feel good. But after I had a moment to feel upset and let those emotions come and go, I had to think about what to do next. There was no benefit to staying upset with you. And so, when I realized that what had happened was in the past and there was no changing it, I was able to move on. Huh. Don't cry over spilled milk means not to stay upset about something that's already happened and can't be changed. Right. Can't get that milk back into the glass. So there's no point in staying upset. Well, Jessica, I think that's great advice. Hey, I didn't make it up. But I'm here because it's Milk Week, and I was hoping to talk to you a bit about milk. My favorite subject. So... We already know milk comes from cows. Not always. Really? In the U.S. and in many other countries around the world, you are more likely to drink cow's milk than anything else. But many different animals, all called mammals, produce milk. Cows, goats, sheep, camels, reindeer, yaks. But you're cow's milk, correct? Yes, that's correct. I'm a glass of whole milk from a gallon jug that you might see at any old grocery store. And so how are things at the grocery store? Oh, just great. I was there with all my cousins. Butter and ice cream was there, and so was yogurt. You're all family? We are indeed. All made from cow's milk. I was so excited to stay as milk, though, instead of being made into something else. Nothing wrong with ice cream, of course, but she was telling me she gets brain freezes all the time. I get to just be myself, you know? You are very optimistic, Jessica. Well, I have always been a glass half full kind of gal. Now we are taking that one to a whole new level. Because <laughs> I'm now literally a glass half full. The irony. <laughs> Can you tell our listeners what it means to be a glass-half-full type of person? Yes. Seeing a glass as half-full means I am optimistic or that I am looking at things from a positive point of view. It's just as true to say that a glass is half-empty. But when I see it that way, I'm focusing on the negative, focusing on the half of the glass that is missing 
To see a glass as half full is choosing to focus and pay attention to the half of your drink that's still left. And does it make a difference being one or the other? I certainly think so. If you are always focused on the empty half of your glass, then you're thinking about sad stuff all the time. And thinking about sad stuff all the time might make you a sad person. But if you are focusing on the half a glass of delicious milk you have left, then you're thinking about the happy stuff all the time. Assuming you like milk, yes. And you are probably going to be a pretty happy person. Trust me, I am one. Well, Jessica, I've seriously learned so much. That's our scoop for today, I think. Dairy products are made from milk. There's no sense in crying over a glass of spilt milk. And it often helps to see the glass half full. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, champ. Mitzi, as much as I love this mustache, I think I might have to take it off now. Yeah, I've been sort of a mustache half-on kind of person for the whole second half of that interview. Hey, Mitzi, I got your mustache. It's just the best. I, oh, you weren't wearing them. Hi, Parker. Yeah, I'm sorry. They, they were just kind of falling off. You're right on time for today because it's time for What's Cooking? For What's Cooking, listeners, we need your help. We want to know what's cooking in your kitchens. Ask your grown-up to help you record a voice memo on a phone, tablet, or computer and have them send it in to us at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. That's right. We want to know your name, how old you are, and what you're making. It could be anything at all you cooking up at home. Tell us about the ingredients, how you made it, and how it came out. And not just your shining stars either. We love hearing about recipes that maybe didn't go exactly to plan. Because it can be really fun when things go a little off track in a recipe. And you always learn something from it. Each week, Parker and I will play some of your recordings on the show. So, grown-ups... Send us those recordings to Mr. Ray Recipe at America's Test Kitchen.com. Parker went through all your submissions, and this week we have some great recipes and stories to share. Let's hear them, Parker. Hi, my name is Judah, and I am nine years old. So, I make these yummy roasted bell peppers. So, how I make them is I slice up the bell pepper. Um, I prefer red, but you can really pick any color. You could do orange or yellow or my favorite, red. I slice them up and put them on the pan. Then I put olive oil and salt and pepper on. Then I bake it, but I don't really have a time. Just keep checking on it every like five minutes. And once they have like black spots, You can take them out. I hope you enjoy. Bye. Hi, everyone. My name is Mina. I am six years old. I want to be a food critic. I also want to make foods that nobody has ever done before. It's almost fall, and I am already thinking about delicious treats to bake up. There is also a pumpkin cheesecake I make with my dad. I really want to try a new twist on the crust this year. I am going to make the crust from De La Rosa Masi Band. 
Masipan is a yummy peanut butter Mexican candy that can be crushed to make the crust. I can't wait to try that out and talk to you about it. Love, Mina. Love you guys. Bye. I'm Lily. And I'm six years old. I'm going to talk about the sub sandwich that we made at the picnic. And it was very good. There was salad, roasted red peppers, and cheese. And me and bread that we baked. <laughs> and I love you, Mitzi. Thanks to everyone who sent something in. We've got tons more coming up this season, and we're going to include as many of the submissions as we can. So keep listening if you didn't make it on this week. And grown-ups, it's not too late to send us your recordings. Those sounded so good. I wonder if I could try making some of those recipes myself at home. Well, that's exactly the point of the segment, Parker. To inspire our listeners to try something new, experiment, and explore with their foods. Do let us know how it comes out, okay? Hmm, yes, quite. Mustaches are back. Why, yes, indeed they are. I dare say I do enjoy them. Golly gee, this bogger's got it. Oh, Parker, your uh, British accent could use a little work. Well, you should have heard me yesterday. I've come a long way. A long way? Like all the way across the pond? Well, that's all for today, folks. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? So far, we've talked about eggs, vegetable oil, salt, sugar, flour, and milk. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like our show, leave us a review. Give us some stars and tell us about your favorite recipe. Until then, keep Keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a bottle of Heinz tomato ketchup. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a cupcake. Kaya Williams was the associate producer for this episode. She is a caramel brownie. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a salty sweet chocolate chip cookie. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. He's the cherry on top. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a fizzy drink. Our post-production supervisor is Ken Margolis in Artichoke. Our production manager is Diane Knox, who is also broccoli. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a garden-grown green zebra tomato. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a homemade ravioli. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, deputy editor, Kristen Sargianis, Executive Food Editor, Susanna McFerrin. Assistant Editor, Katie O'Hara. Senior Editor, Afton Cyrus. Test Cook, Andrea Vavjin. And Test Cook, Cassandra Loftlin. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Neo Sihi, Zoe Bates, Gina DeMay, and Champ Hollins. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Right fine job you all do. Jolly folks, everyone. Wow, your accent is getting really good, Parker.
Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 